right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Daily Draft Report. It's your daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft brought to you by Campus to Canton. Today's player is one of my favorites in the class. I kind of put my stake in him as one of my guys a long, long time ago. And this year he had a phenomenal season to backed up and I still love him. We'll talk a little bit later about how much I love him and whether I'm psychotic or not. Uh, Kendra Miller, he's running back TCU, he's junior, 5'11", 215 pounds, and I wanted to find someone as crazy as I am about Kendra Miller, I found the closest one I could find. His real name's Alex, but he goes by Snoog on Twitter, he's a freelancer, and his thread on Twitter about Kendra really caught my attention. He Snoog does some good work, how you doing, bud? Good, thank you for having me on, Dwight, it's a pleasure, and I'm excited to jump into one of my favorite running backs in this class, and in a while, actually, coming out of college. Excellent. Excellent. All right, man. We'll go through Kendry's profile. He was a three-star. He played his high school football on Mount Enterprise, Texas, before his commitment to TCU. Um, his first year, he was kind of stuck behind Zach Evans. Second year also, kind of. I don't know. He still played quite a bit. He rushed for 388 yards as a freshman, 623 years as a sophomore. And then he reached the end zone seven times as a sophomore too. But he really broke out this year with 224 carries, 1,399 yards, 17 touchdowns, and also caught 16 passes. So I think he pretty much this year satisfied all the analytics that you'd like to see. He's got a great age. So let's get into the tape. Snoog, what skills does Miller have you think will make him successful in the NFL? Yeah, so there's actually a variety that pop out to me on tape that I think will translate very well to the NFL level. One of the most intriguing that I noticed right away that I was like, okay, this is game changing is his ability to set up his own blocks. And that ties into his patience that he has. You see a guy like Jameer Gibbs, very good at this, that all the scouts are drooling over. It's just being able to kind of set up the defender to get blocked by the lineman, the wide out, whoever's out there blocking, and then quickly making a cut and just taking off. And he does this all over his film. The patience, like it's almost like he's kind of walking there behind the line and then he just right. one cut, go, boom, and then he's gone. And it's just phenomenal by him, especially at his size, 5'11", 215 pounds. That's a trait that is definitely going to translate because that's kind of, it looks like the, pre, the, the play is breaking down and then it's all of a sudden, boom, he finds the seam and he's gone. So that ties into his vision, which is very good too, that I was like, wow, this kid's phenomenal. The next one that is also very good, especially at his size that I mentioned, is his like agility and twitchy movements that are so subtle that he's just so smooth going, like navigating between the tackles. And once he gets to that second level, he's constantly making the defender miss. It's just like he just like has eyes in the sides of his head. He'll just quickly make a cut. Boom, he's gone. It's like you don't you see that in the smaller backs, but like. And Bijan, it's like he's almost like on that level of just like vision, patience, making defenders miss. And one thing that he dominated in in 2021 was his elusive rating. So that obviously ties to his tape of what I mentioned. And then the last right. trait that I really focus on that really gives the edge to the other running backs in this class is his contact balance and how he fights through contact. I know you've, you're shaking your head. You probably saw that too. Oh man, he's good. He's phenomenal. <laughs> contact. He had that play against Texas where it was like the screen and it like yes. his toes. He catches it by his toes. He, he makes two defenders miss and then he just powers his way for the extra like five yards. That should have been loss of like eight on that play. And he ended up getting the first down on a third and long. 
he's constantly just demonstrating a good blend of power and finesse to his game. And I, I think that's just going to translate. Those are traits that you just cannot deny. Right. Yeah. You don't average over almost seven yards of carry for your entire college career without doing those things. Exactly. Um, the, the vision and the contact balance are the two things I think is going to make him successful. His decision-making, like you said, just, he does little subtle things to Elizabeth. He's not going to be one of those guys that's going to stop, you know, and make half the defense keep going past him. And he's going to juke back the other direction. He's definitely more of a North and South runner, mm-hmm. but he does a lot of little subtle things that create angles where, the tackler doesn't have a good angle on him. And then he's got that contact balance that he just, it's really hard to tackle. And it's funny. I mentioned that, that same exact catch in my article that I wrote about him on the nerds. He's that catch was just, yeah. It showcases hands. He does. We'll talk about it a little bit in his weaknesses, but he does have the hands and just the awareness. He always seems to know where defenders are. He knows when to use a spin move, when to cut back, you know, when to take it inside, when to take it outside. Uh, he just he's really smart he's smart smart runner so what do you think like i this is hard for me because i hate talking negative about people and as much as i love miller there are some things to be concerned about so what do you think what what worries you about kendry miller yeah so i'll point out kind of the consensus weak weakness on him and then i'll kind of notice what i think about him that i would like to see him do more of the consensus issue is can he catch the ball? And I think it's a scheme issue. I have a stat here right now. Uh, Kendrick Miller actually led TCU in receptions out of the whole entire running back group on the team with only 16. So I think that demonstrates that it's a scheme issue and it's not him not being able to catch the ball out of the backfield. He shows soft hands on tape, like that catch against Texas, like we just mentioned. He's constantly making nice, smooth catches, always with his hands some swing routes, some downfield a little bit. It's not an everyday thing. In 2021, when Evans was there, we saw a lot more of it, but I, I just think he has really smooth hands, and that's it's always a scheme thing with college. It's, it's not if he can catch or not. It's just the team didn't ask him to catch. And I, I know Kenneth Walker doesn't have the greatest hands, but he kind of proved that wrong this year. Caught, right. He had a couple, like, five, six-catch games on Seattle just – Anybody can catch the ball. It's just if they're asked to do it is what it comes down to. But one thing that popped out that I noticed on tape with a weakness with him is, I don't know if you noticed too, is he kind of runs upright a little too much rather than lowering his shoulder and just powering his way through with his size. I think it's more so a thing of he just tries to juke everybody out a little bit or just he's very patient, so it's a different kind of style. But when he drops his shoulder... He drags people. He has a lot of power. He has a lot of like pop to his game and he can do a lot more damage. Kind of, I think he needs to take more of the easy than try to make it a little harder with like his jump cuts. And that's why I comped him to Kenneth Walker because Kenneth Walker kind of had those same issues where he tries to just hit the home run every time. I think he needs to just take the easier yardage and take what you can get sometimes, drop his shoulder more. A little too upright, but that's honestly maybe his long speed, but I still think he's faster than people give him. People are trying to say right. he's a four six guy. I think he's like a four four five, four four eight guy. Cause he has a lot of breakaway runs at TCU. And he just like that run against Michigan, he just explodes two safeties, DBs closing in on him, and he just explodes right through that and they don't touch him. So I think he's faster than people give him. But that is another weakness that people knock him for is his athleticism. 
Yeah, the pass catching. I don't know how many times on tape where you read, like, I, I watch a lot of tape, you know, like full games. So I, I watch every play. And there would be plays where he would split out of the backfield and he would, you know, do a post route, be sitting there t- wide open 25 yards downfield, and Duggan would not even, <laughs> even acknowledge that he was alive, you know. So he probably doesn't have advanced route running and things like that, but that's something he could definitely teach. And then the only other thing I noticed was a little bit of upright, but it fits his style with what he does. And there is a little bit of lack of breakaway speed. Um, you know, just when he would get to that second level, if he didn't have, you know, there was times where he would put some distance between him and like the linebackers and they would still catch him. Mm-hmm. But it was often 25 yards downfield. Whereas with a guy like Gibbs, it would have probably been 50 yards downfield. You know? So yeah. he doesn't have game breaking speed, but he's definitely got long. He's got enough speed, like you said, to pull away. And you see the explosiveness a little bit, but it's definitely not as lethal as a guy like Gibbs. So, but like you, like you mentioned the Michigan, there's plenty of plays where he plants his foot and he gets upfield quickly. Yeah. Sometimes I also, I wonder if that lack of explosiveness is a little bit to be with overpatience at times. Mm-hmm. which I I hate using over patience, but maybe he is, maybe he was a little bit, you know, like he would be waiting for something to develop and he's like, screw it. I'm out of here. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. so it could be either way, you know? So mm-hmm. I definitely saw some explosiveness in the, uh, but I like how decisive he was about getting North and South. And I, well, not a lot of times he was asked to run outside, but usually when he did before he got too far, he would cut it inside. Like he definitely plays to his strengths. So. You already mentioned a player comp. I like it. Michigan State guy. I like Kenneth Walker. I'll take it. Um, where does he stand in your rookie rankings then for running backs? He, right now, he's my running back three. I have I have the tier of Miller at the top, Charbonnet, and then Zach Evans. I'm standing firm on RB3 until the draft because Charbonnet's great. I like Charbonnet a lot, and I think that they're pretty – similar i just see way more upside with kendra i think kendra is like no charbonnet just seems a little blocky to me like i don't know how yeah. to put it in the right words but kendra is just way more fluent of a mover and he's a lot better in tight spaces than charbonnet charbonnet will kind of just sometimes just ram into the back of his tackle just <laughs> too much yeah power. kendra is i think a lot more of a elite ceiling chaser than charbonnet Mm-hmm. So I have him at the top of the tier. But like I said, like we talked about the comp, I, I have Kenneth Walker was one, not so much as the play style, but the outcome is right. even Kenneth Walker of the class. Yes, I do think he is. But his fluency and his play style remind me a lot of Le'Veon Bell with his patience and his power and elusiveness. He just has it all blended together. I don't, I'm not sure if he'll be as good as a pass catcher as Le'Veon. But yeah, maybe that's... we could give him like the Le'Veon Bell, maybe Javante Williams type comp. That's that's what I like him at. And then, yeah, for now, he's sticking as my RB3. If he goes, like we talked nice. about before we started recording, if he goes round five, he's going to drop. But if he stays in that round two, three, he's he's sticking at three for me all day. Oh, man, what's wrong with sticking, it up, sticking hard up the middle? Come on, <laughs> Charbonnet. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Had to make yeah. a bad joke. <laughs> yeah, I just agree with you on that with Charbonnet. I like Charbonnet's a piece, but uh, yeah, I just yeah, he's not as enough. Uh, yeah, I think he lacks a little bit of polish. I think he, I think Charbonnet could be a very good NFL back. I really do. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I agree. Mock draft database, database. Blah, 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 blah. 
This has them going anywhere from round three to three to five. Um, popular landing spots are Cleveland, Cincinnati, Eagles, Bears. So are there any of those teams you like, or is there a team you think you'd be the perfect fit for? So I think the Eagles would be the best because I really like – so little stat I have, his, he has a very versatile running style. He had 110 in the zone and 86 in the gap. What I noticed about him is he's really good at a shotgun and he's really good at a center. So the Eagles with their RPO at a shotgun with Jalen Hurts would be phenomenal, especially behind that B7-0 line. And then you can also just hammer him on the goal line. You can give him the under the center carries, just a simple first down, second down. He's so versatile. So I think the Eagles, I know that's kind of shooting for the sky because we're both, we're both <laughs> probably praying for that landing spot because it's wide yeah. open. But that's that would be my ideal spot for him. But I think he honestly fits anywhere. I think he has yeah. a really versatile skill set. And I think the yeah. only weakness that he can – demonstrate that he can do is catch the ball and he said it in his interviews that he can catch the ball really well he just wasn't asked to do it so yeah I like almost all those landing spots even I wouldn't mind seeing him on the Bengals or yeah, the, exactly that's another or great the Browns one. Bears any of those you know the great teams spot. that he may not have that that first year carries you like to see from rookies but I can definitely see him pushing Chubb or mixing out the door mm-hmm. uh, I can definitely see him pushing Montgomery out the door oh my gosh he's light years more talented than Montgomery yeah, I saw um, people actually comp him to Montgomery, and I was like, oh, my God, don't even start. Oh, don't do that to you, boy. Come on, man. Yeah, he's so much That's bigger, so much faster. Yeah, all right, Snoop. Thank you, man. Thank you. We've been trying to get this scheduled for a while, and I'm happy I finally got to talk. Yeah, for uh, sure. Thank you for having me on. All right, tell everybody, yeah, tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter, uh, what you're working on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys can uh, follow me at FFSnoog on Twitter. Uh, my profile picture is Alvin Kamara. You can't miss it my favorite player um i'm just constantly putting out player trip threads trying to find the values in rookie drafts dynasty i do a lot of dynasty stuff not as much redraft i do redraft when the season comes but right now i'm just focusing on the 2023 class trying to find the diamonds in the class the values who you should take over who who you should move back for and get a plus for because that player is better stuff like that if you want to just focus in on that. Shoot me a follow. I post tons of great stuff. I love communicating. My DMs are open 24-7. So feel free to hit me in the DM and we'll start talking just like how me and Dwight met. So hey, is um is Gibbs the next Gamara? See, I don't like that comp. <laughs> I, I think he's more like I, the comp I have for him is like Jamal Charles. Is right. I just think he has just he's just so explosive and disgustingly fast and very good in space. <laughs> I think they the way they look and play is similar, but I don't think he has like the contact balance or the, the lower body strength that Kamara has in his game. That's that's why right, I kind of right. shut down that comp. But yeah, I don't love I don't love it either. I just you yeah. see it a lot. I actually have a couple short statistics about Kendra if you want me to fire him off. Sure, go ahead, man. Kind of sell people on him a little bit more, even though we should hide it so we can get all the value in rookie drafts. But so in 2021. This goes back to me talking about his contact balances. He had the highest yards after contact per carry in the power five at 5.2 yards, which is phenomenal. Yeah. He also led the yards, the NCAA in yards per carry in 2021 with 7.5. And he had a seven career yards per carry, which is like super hyper efficient. Like this kid's phenomenal. He can be used as a change of pace guy, a power guy. And to back off with his elusiveness, he was tied fifth 
in missed tackles forced in 2020 in the whole 2023 class this year with 64 missed tackles to show like kind of what his patience, his balance and his vision and like what he does when the play breaks down, like we said, setting up his own blocks is he had a 2.2 rushing yards over expected in 2021, which is also a phenomenal stat. So this kid is just, this is when Evans was on the team too. So I, I truly believe that he is the reason why Zach Evans transferred out of TCU. <laughs> exactly. Get your happy ass out of here. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, both of them, but. Yeah. Don't dive into the analytics much, and I really should, but. Yeah, I, just a couple I, mean, I had. All right. Thank you, everybody, uh, yeah. for listening. As always, this uh, you can find me on Twitter, FF People's Champ. This podcast, Daily Draft RPRT. Check out the whole Campus Canton Family of Podcasts. We got a bunch of them. Thank you guys very, very much for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow.